Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our service held on Sunday, February the 13th, 2022. To find out how to join us, and for more general information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. everybody. Lovely to have you here. Warm welcome to all in the building. A welcome to visitors, to Paul and Bernadette from York and any other visitors here. Uh, It's lovely to have you and also welcome to all those um, at home. Um, Our theme uh, this week is journeying with God and it's lovely to have Grace Redpath with us from St Andrew's Kelso uh, Church and about seven years ago she did a, a placement here so she knows um, uh, many of you so look forward to uh, um, the reflection from Grace and she'll also be leading the first part of the service so we'll just start our service with a moment's quiet I'll ring the singing bowl so that we can prepare our hearts and minds both in the building and at home to worship and receive from God Thank you, Ian, for your warm welcome. It is so lovely to be back here and see some known faces and some that I don't know. Particularly lovely to see Ken and Carol. Ken was my training incumbent in my first year of curacy. So it's lovely to see you at the back there, Ken. You survived that. I survived that. <laughs> Carol made it bearable. <laughs> Not at all, thank you. <laughs> Lovely to be back anyway. And so I can invite you at home to light your candle. Ian is going to light our Paschal candle. Jesus, the light of the world. And so God is the strength of my life. God is my light and my salvation. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And so we now stand to sing our opening song, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You. Thank you. 
gospel reading today is taken from Luke chapter 6 and reading from verses 17 to 26. Glory to Christ our Saviour. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise to you, O Christ. Let's pray. God, we are here in your presence. Father, we long for more of you. Jesus, we place you at the center of our lives. Holy Spirit, come and fill our time as we reflect together. Help us to be fully present here to your word, to one another, and to the world you love. Amen. It was only but a few weeks ago we found ourselves on the banks of the River Jordan, where we witnessed the most amazing scene. There was Jesus being baptised by his cousin John the Baptist. And as he emerged from the water, the spirit as a dove descended and a voice from heaven declared, You are my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And so began the public ministry of Jesus, an itinerant ministry, one made by walking as he travelled from place to place throughout Galilee. I was in Galilee a few years ago and it reminded me of the borders where I live. It was very, very beautiful and very fertile, just like the farms in our border area. Over these next months, we will have the opportunity to join Jesus as he journeys into the wilderness, an empty, arid, soulless place, a place of testing. As he walks through the countryside telling stories, illustrating them with what he sees around him, lilies, mustard seeds and fig trees, 
with what people were familiar. As they put out onto the lakes in boats, as Ian spoke about last week, as he brings healing to mind, body and spirit and of people and frees them from the destructive forces in their lives. As he rises before dawn to spend time with his father, God. As we know, this journey culminated in Jerusalem on Monday, Thursday, Good Friday and Easter Day. Today, we join Jesus on that journey when after a full night of prayer on a mountain, he came down onto the plain and appointed the 12 people who would accompany him over the next three years. Already the shape, the emphasis of his ministry is being revealed. The words we've just listened to, to make it very clear. Known as the Beatitudes, this was, is the good news Jesus came to bring. I don't know how you felt when you heard them, but they left me feeling exposed, challenged, questioning. If I'd been one of that audience listening to Jesus, I would have been squirming in my seat. Which category do I fall into, I'd be asking myself. The poor, hungry, weeping, those who see themselves as less than others? Or the rich, satisfied, comfortable and laughing, those with power, privilege and status, blessed or warned? Here is Jesus the teacher on the plane, on the level, speaking directly eyeball to eyeball to his disciples with a huge crowd, many of whom he'd healed, listening in. There's no doubt about it. Jesus cuts to the chase, no messing. I imagine that to the religious and political elite, his pointed and hard-hitting words would ruffle a few feathers. Jesus' message, however, was good news to the majority of those who listened. The crowd was representative of the masses, those who lived under the harsh rule and oppression of an occupying power, the Romans. People who had no way of bettering their way of life. The ignored and marginalized, their lives mirroring the lives of many in our society today who are unable to make ends meet right now. And here was someone telling them that they mattered. They could take it from Jesus because he himself was poor, depending on others for food and shelter. He had nowhere to lay his head and he stood in solidarity with the poor. He understood, he heard their struggle and pain. He had compassion on them. Essentially, their circumstances hadn't changed. They were still poor and hungry, living under Roman rule. But now, here was someone who recognized their plight. Someone who promised to be with them in it. This was Jesus, the Word, who became flesh and blood and who made his home among them. He spoke light into their darkness and through their shared human experience, their vulnerability, 
their brokenness, their powerlessness, they connected. This made all the difference. They had been noticed. In the realm of God, they belonged. And this gave the people strength. It gave them hope. And so in a very real sense, I think the Beatitudes take us into the middle of a terrain from which compassion, kindness, and care can emerge. For it is when our spirits are broken and poor, with no need to pretend to be smart and strong, when we are desperate ourselves, that we can empathize with the struggle of others. It's when we mourn and are open to the comfort of God that our hearts can be soft to those who find themselves in similar circumstances. In our common humanity, the door is opened to connection and relationship and we can walk the road together. In preparing for, the, for today, I reviewed the past week. It's a valuable practice to review each day as it happens. I thought about the times I'd been blessed and felt blessed, grateful for the good things, things that were gifts. And the times when I felt alone, that no one really cared, the moments of desolation. As I prayed, something surprising was revealed. Reflecting on the desolation I felt, I was reminded that someone called me midweek. Someone who knows me well, with whom I can be completely honest, even although they were partly implicated in the pain in my heart that particular day. They listened, they heard, they gave me so much of their valuable time, offering me a safe space to face the more ugly parts of myself, the dark parts that we like to hide. They then prayed with me. God's love and compassion flowed through them to me. The desolation turned to gratitude. At the beginning of our service, we sang these words, brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. That person was as Christ to me. God with me, my companion on the road, who gave me something beautiful, the gift of acceptance and love. It was as, as if they said that every part of my life is welcome. They let me come home to myself. Nothing had to be polished up to be acceptable. They opened the door to connection and a deeper relationship with each other. And what I learned once again was that not one of us is self-sufficient, that we need one another to share the joy and sorrow until we have seen this journey, this journey of life through. True compassion is born when the I or me becomes us. And the learning from one another, the noticing, the listening, sharing, valuing, caring, 
and loving become the heartbeat of our walking together. It gives us a glimpse of community. Richard Carter, in his book, The City is My Monastery, writing about who our neighbor is, asks, why is it that it is the broken who show me Christ? And he answers, because it is through the cracks that true life flows. When the shell and facade are broken open, it is then that the treasure is shared. It is those who have shared the shadow of the valleys, who have encouraged us up mountains, where together for a few moments we have stood in the sun and longed for life to be like this forever. Their light is sometimes hooded, covered, hidden, or cocooned in fear or shame. So you have to wait. You have to be present. Sit together for a while in the pain. You have to be face to face. You have to see the wound to know the sign of resurrection and healing. So what is God saying to us today as people of the way, as the early Christians were known? To walk the road with eyes open to the poverty and hunger of others, those in here and those out there, as well as an awareness that we might at times be the poor and the hungry and the mourning. To walk through the twists and turns, the ups and downs of life with all its uncertainties and obstacles, knowing that as we journey in relationship with each other and with God, we will be blessed. And what do I mean by blessing? What I mean is that you are welcome here. You are safe here. You can breathe here. That you can speak here. What I mean by blessing is that this is a place to question. This is a place to dream. This is a place to rest. This is a place to sing. What I mean by blessing is that we hold you in your pain. We meet you in your fear. We see you in your hope. We take joy in you. Each one of you is of immense worth, of infinite value, God's beloved, and as you travel the road in community, may you know God with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They should be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream it shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. On the year of drought, it shall not be anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for your promises. 
Thank you that you are worthy of trust and that your promises are worthy of our trust. Thank you that, um, that you uh, promise peace and refreshment to those who trust in you, that we will be like a tree planted by streams of water. And we pray today for places that seem so parched, like salt lands. We pray for Ukraine, all those living there in fear, fear for their lives, fear for their homes, fear for their families, fear for their futures. And we simply pray for peace. We pray that the conflict that looks so inevitable might not come to pass. With you, nothing is impossible. We pray that the unexpected might happen, that war may not happen, and Ukraine may flourish. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are parched, living in a salt land closer to home, whose journey is tough. We pray especially for those who are struggling to make ends meet as costs rise and incomes don't. We pray for the poor, those oppressed by the unglamorous, grinding reality of poverty. Thank you, Jesus, that you know us, you know them, you know their plight, our plight. Thank you that you are good news for us and for them. We pray for your blessing on those organizations we know working to ensure the hungry are fed, the homeless have shelter. We pray for Bethany, pray for Rock Trust and others that come to our minds. Show each of us, dear Lord, how we can bring water to those who are parched, how we can be as Christ to those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, loving God, for the church. We thank you for St. James, for others represented here. Thank you that we, your people, can be refreshed together. We can draw strength from you. We pray that our priorities might be increasingly those of Jesus. May we have compassion. May we welcome everyone, however apparently unpopular, wherever they are in the picking order. We pray for your blessing on next week's inclusive service here. May it be that as we journey with Jesus, we, we reflect more and more his radical, unconditional acceptance of everyone we encounter, that this is a place to be safe, a place to breathe. Lord, in your mercy, in our prayer. Loving Jesus, we pray too for ourselves. Thank you that you want to journey with us. We pray you would guard our hearts. You see, there's so much we don't understand. There's so much we see dimly, even in today's readings. Help us this week to seek after what is right, whatever brings us closest to you, that we might stand as trees planted by streams of water. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. And finally, we pray for all those we know who are parched 
They're in a salt land who are anxious or unwell or facing difficulties. May they know your refreshment, your leading, your comfort. In a moment of quiet, let's bring those people to Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you, Frank, and also Grace for the, that very life-giving reflection and prayers. So let's just have a moment's quiet, um, very short time of homecoming, of just receiving God's love and the understanding that God is for us and in us and walks with us in whatever situation we happen to be in at this moment in time. Just allow yourself to come home to yourself and to God and to receive God's blessing. Loving God, thank you for your blessing and thank you for your message to us this morning. May it sink from our minds deeper into our hearts and the knowledge that you walk with us and are present with us. And may we know that and may we also be Christ to those that we encounter. Amen. Let us pray our thanksgiving prayer together. Father, Mother God, thank you May we May we know that we belong to you and to each other. Amen. Amen.